down. Do we have Joe? I think he could do this easily. We do we have Joe. We got the Hall of Famer. Joe Thomas is with us. Woo! What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Joe. How did that feel when, uh, when, when you got the knock on the door? First of all, congratulations to Tyvis that his hips still work. Uh, unfortunately, his golf game is broken. Uh, no, the knock was amazing. Um, it was so special to me because Walter Jones was the guy that they picked to do the knock, and he was like my idol as a kid. And he was the person that I modeled my game after when I was in college and then early on in the NFL. Um, and so he was at the door. But the best part was that my kids went to the door thinking that their friends were at the door because it was right after school on a Friday. <laughs> and they saw Walter Jones taking up both door frames with a giant gold jacket on. And then they ran into the kitchen to tell me the news. And my son says, Daddy, we made it. We made it, Daddy. And like, <laughs> for a second, I was like, we made what? Like, I was so confused and caught off guard because it happened like 17 days before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I assumed it was going to happen probably, you know, a couple days before uh, the NFL honors, which is the night that they announced the class. Yeah. Um, so being caught off guard, having Walter Jones basically tell my kids and then having my son tell me that we made it was like the best possible script I could have never have written. Can you confirm or deny that you were in your underwear when the knock on the door came? <laughs> well, thanks to my lovely wife, she made me put pants on uh, because the ruse from her end, because she was the only one that knew was, all right, we're going to go to dinner with the neighbors tonight, which is Friday night. You know, we like to hang out with the neighbors. We like to have a good time. So I was like, OK, great. So I was just like kind of hanging around the house in my underwear, getting ready like most men do, waiting till like two minutes before we we're supposed to leave. And I would That's go it. get changed and we could go leave because the last thing I want to do is spill something on the outfit that we're going to wear. So Great it's easier to just wear underwear. Right. And she's like, just go upstairs and put, put some pants on please. And I was like, we got like 15 <laughs> minutes. I got plenty of time. We don't have to do that. We can talk right now. Cause she wanted to get the, the kids into the kitchen. Cause we're taking a family trip this summer. So we were going to talk about the family trip just to get away from the door. And so I was like, we got plenty of time. I don't, she's like, just put your pants on. Jeez, Louise, just go do it right now. And you know, being a good husband, I was like, all right, whatever. Jeez, lay off, lady. We're going to go to dinner with our friends. this Friday night. Why are you so mad? And so I went upstairs and I did put pants on, thankfully, before the knock happened. Joe, was it at, at, at any moment that you think that you weren't getting in? Because I know I got a couple friends who, you know, they, they are a little doubt about whether or not they're getting in. You had this amazing playing career playing left tackle for the Browns. Were there any doubt about you becoming a Hall of Famer? I felt like my resume was pretty strong going into it because like anybody that becomes a semifinalist and the finalist in the Hall of Fame, you look at all those other guys that you're essentially competing with those with for those five spots and you say, all right, you know, how am I doing compared to other players from my position that are in the Hall of Fame? And then how do I stack up against these guys, right? If it's you know, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, <laughs> Tom Brady in your class, you're going, hmm, I don't know who's going to be that fifth guy, but I, I got some stiff competition. Now, I think our class is fantastic, but the fact that there was no other, like, surefire first ballot quarterbacks in our class saved a little bit of extra room, and I ended up being the only offensive player. So I felt pretty good about things, but yeah. you still get a little bit nervous once they announce the finalists because you just have no idea how the voters are going to uh, sway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us had any doubt whatsoever that you were going – that yeah. you, you and Revis were the two guys that were like felt like sure things. Joe, I got to say, uh, first of all, you know, and I put – you know, you've always been – 
beyond a football player, and, and not that you and I have ever hung out, but I've interviewed you a number of times over the years, and you've always been so nice, so friendly. There's a lot of su- superstars in sports that will maybe only talk to ESPN or national media. You've always been kind. You've always been friendly. You've always been willing to do an interview. And you're a Hall of Fame guy, as far as I know. And I just wanted to say congratulations personally, because a lot of stars don't take the time to talk to local media and be cool like that. And you've always been fantastic above and beyond. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Paul. I've always tried to make my priority when I'm dealing with media and I have opportunities to, you know, tell my story or talk about what happened on the field to prioritize the local media, right? Because they're the voice of your fans. They're the voice of Browns fans throughout the country. And I felt it was always really important to try to build that relationship because as you guys know, like you guys have a job to do to cover these players, but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy this job that we're doing together, right. me as a player, you guys in the media, and have a good working relationship where we enjoy our time together. It doesn't right. always have to be acrimonious between the media uh, right. and the players because in the end, those guys are your conduits to all the fans that are out there that are so diehard about what so you do smart. and what the team does. He just gets it. You so know, that video, sorry, but there was, I can't remember now if it was the Browns that put out the video, but there was a video where you had your family in there and your nieces and nephews, and Betonio's on there, and Max on there, and all these people. And I got choked up watching it. You must have been, I mean, I, I can't remember who put that video out, but it was great, it was amazing. Yeah, it was the Browns, they okay. did a great job. Once yeah. the Hall of Fame was official, and this was before I knew about it, um, yeah. I don't know who told them, I have no idea. That still remains to be seen, but they found out about it. And so then they reached out to a bunch of players and family members and and friends of mine to have like that little video to be able to put it together. And they gave me about a six minute cut up of it to watch when they were at my house on Monday before honors. And I was just a ball of tears. And it was so emotional seeing all those people take their time to talk about what our friendships and our relationships meant to them. And that was so cool. And and one thing I'm really excited about is there's a longer version that the Browns have put out. I think it's, you know, 30 some minutes that because of the craziness of the last week, I haven't had a chance to watch it all yet. But my wife and I said, you know, we're going to our farm this weekend. So I was like, Friday night, we're going to put the kids to bed. We're going to pop a couple beers. And we're going to watch that entire thing. Wow, and nice. we're going to make sure we got two boxes of Kleenexes because we're going to need it. You know, Joe, man, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't, they don't get the gravity of what they're doing until, you know, it's too late. You can't give them their flowers. You know, I was a kid who grew up in Canton and I could see the Pro Football Hall of Fame from my like bedroom window, right? And um, so, you know, when, when the Browns left in 95, I became a freshman in 96. So I played my whole career in high school not having a team to root for. So I didn't even watch, you know, I didn't even watch professional football, right? So, I, you know, I watched college and different things like that. And, I, and when you guys came back in 99, since getting the team, we all know how bad the Browns have been. And I used to sit there and go to the, my aunt used to buy tickets to the Hall of Fame and we used to always go to the Hall of Fame induction. And I used to always sit there and wait for like me being a dumb person. Like 
I would wait for like I thought like that every team got a shot at it. Like I didn't know that you had to be good and then go and I will watch the Steelers come and they would have Steelers there every year. They would have all these other teams in the 49ers and I would be like man like what the Browns gonna be on there. And when I finally grew up and didn't understand like wow you you actually got to do something and put in work and be one of the greatest of all time and to have not have that you know watching the team and for the team not to go to the Super Bowl. Man, it when you made made the Hall of Fame, that's like everybody's Super Bowl. You mm-hmm. you you do realize that. Like yeah. that's a lot. We ain't seen a Super Bowl. I talk to Jay all the time, man, about what them colors might look like on a Sunday or, or that week mm-hmm. before how we be talking. But for one day, we at least get to see somebody we watched in that uniform with them colors actually, you know, represent all of us. So you know, I was I'm I'm super proud of you and I want to thank you for representing the Browns to the fullest. We ain't got a championship or no no trophies, but for for that day when you get inducted, you're gonna have a trophy for everybody. You carrying a whole lot of people with you. So I just wanna say that to you and salute you for that, man. I appreciate that, G. Certainly it's been amazing hearing other Browns fans tell similar stories and talk the exact same way. Like, hey, since we came back, we haven't had a lot to cheer for, but this moment, this opportunity to cheer for one of our own who's going into the Hall of Fame now, it makes us so proud. And for me, the happiest I've been in the last two weeks was when fans have come up to me and said, you have made us proud to be Browns fans. Mm -hmm. And that's all I've ever wanted to do in life. Like when I was a kid, I just wanted to make, you know, your parents proud and then in JV football, you just want to make your coach proud of you. And then in the NFL, I just wanted to make Browns fans proud. And now as a dad, I just want to make my kids proud. And so to have people stop me and say, like, we haven't had a lot to cheer for, but you've made me proud. As a person that has a hard time sometimes talking about himself, that has made me glow with happiness. Have you decided who's going to be your presenter? McNuggets. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, besides McNuggets, if he's not too busy that day. Yeah. I'm, free in, I'm free in August, Joe. You just told me free. Wait, Ooh, August, August Joe, I just killed the stand-up routine for the first time. I'm sure I could kill my first Hall of Fame speech. You're, you're at the top of the list. If not 1A, 1B. Uh, it's funny. That, that was one of the things that I haven't really spent enough time thinking about yet. Um, I, that was like on the to-do list this past weekend was talk to other Hall of Famers and ask them how they – decided on their presenter uh and then i just got caught at the bottom of too many beers yeah <laughs> joe i've got wait, i've got the answer happens to me all the time i've got joe. the answer of who should induct joe we should get all 500 quarterbacks you block for <laughs> to all do one line wow that would be the greatest of all time if you had listen you had to get bruce Gratkowski and then you get mccown seneca wallace you still couldn't find johnny manziel yeah <laughs> would he come as billy manziel or johnny that'd be the question in, in costume with the groucho glasses or, or his body we have to play auto mechanic or Browns quarterback with Joe the next time. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna dig that game Ooh. up, Joe. We'll play oh, that was a time. fun but, game. But you know, I tell you what takes this to another level of you know, a Browns player for the first time and forever getting in the Hall of Fame is the fact, Joe, that you played your whole career here, and obviously you had chances to leave. We all know the story about the Broncos wanting to trade for you. I'm sure there are a million teams that wanted to trade for you over the years. 
but you never wanted to go. You could have gone, you, you know, won a Super Bowl with Denver, but it, it meant more to you to stay here. In the end, any regrets at all? Or is it like, because I think it's special that you played your whole career here because you don't see that a lot in Cleveland in any sports. So I think it means even more that you stayed here the whole time. But any regrets on that at all or, or no? No regrets because my goal when I got to Cleveland more than anything, my highest priority was to turn this team back around and win a Super Bowl. Like I knew the history of the franchise. My dad's side of the family is all from uh, the Toledo area. So we used to come back here for family reunions. So I knew all about the history of this organization and how many championships they won back in the day. And so when I got drafted, I was like, I want to take this team where it is right now, which is in not a great spot. And I want to turn them around and, and, turn them into Super Bowl champions. Like that would be the greatest story that the NFL has ever told. And I want to be a part of that story. And I've always thought that the greatest satisfaction in life is building something from nothing, from ground up. And to be there when the hard work and the blood and the sweat and the tears are shed. And I've always thought that guys, and maybe they will never admit it, but I, I got to believe that deep inside the guys that, you know, get traded to a team in the middle of the season or, you know, get picked up late, in in the season or maybe aren't even on the roster because they're on the practice squad and then they don't even play like it's a little bit of a hollow feeling to win a championship but i think the true joy and the true happiness of wearing that super bowl ring is when it was like this is cool this is a symbol though of the journey and the hard work and the process and the memories that got us to win a super bowl not necessarily just winning that game that's a great point. It was yeah, funny it really that you is. bring that up because it reminds me. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if you saw this, Joe. I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but I forgot Melvin Gordon was on the Chiefs this year at the end of the season. Yeah. He got, I forgot he was there because he didn't play at all. And after the game, somebody was interviewing him. It was like some British or Australian station. I don't remember. And they were like, how does it feel to win a Super Bowl? And he was like, well, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, I get you. I, mean, I, yeah. I, I get your point. It's like, yeah, it wouldn't have been the same. Like, had you won here, it would have been super special. Unfortunately, they never put enough talent around you. I'm curious. I'm curious, Joe. Like right now, we were just talking about this. The Browns have three players that could potentially be Hall of Famers: Joe Batonio. Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett. Like, obviously, they got to play longer, especially Miles and, and Nick. But those guys are all potential Hall of Famers. Do you agree with that? And and you got three potential Hall of Famers. We got to win, right? I I agree, man. Uh, the team's got talent. We got to start yeah. winning. And I'm expecting it to be next year. I know this year was kind of crazy with the quarterback suspension situation and all the things that revolved around what happened but I'm really excited about the addition of Jim Schwartz I think he's going to get that defense figured out but um, it was cool I got to spend a bunch of time Friday night with Alex Mack uh, and Joel Batoni we just kind of all ran into each other naturally in the hotel on awesome. Friday night and we said hey man we got to go get some cigars and have some beers and talk about our time in Cleveland and so we found <laughs> uh, like an empty outdoor patio and we spent about two hours together talking about that stuff and I was talking to Joel about you know how long do you want to play and you know Dude, like, I, I was trying to tell him without being like putting pressure on him, but like, you're very close to having a Hall of Fame resume right now. Yeah, and yeah. as much as I'm enjoying this moment, like, if you or Alex, because Alex has got a good resume, but he's probably somebody that 
we'll have to wait and find out because right. I think he's got like seven ish pro bowls, like five or so all pros. Um, but like with Joel, I'm like, dude, you play a few more years. You absolutely have a hall of fame resume and the joy that I would have being able to come back and celebrate you as a hall of famer would far exceed anything that I'm experiencing right now wow. with my own induction, man. That says a lot about you. I'm and, and Joel, by the way, has picked up the torch of being one of the best guys to he talk has. to the media. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome as well. He's always Treat, great to talk treats to. Treats the media great. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering why at the ceremony on Thursday, uh, you were actually introduced by Tim Brown, who has <laughs> no connection to the Browns other than his yeah. last name. And everybody else was, was introduced by someone, a Hall of Famer from that organization. Mm -hmm. And then I got to thinking, well, how many living Hall of Famers are there? And I know that... Ozzy and obviously Jim Brown, who was in the building. I'm wondering how it worked out that Tim Brown actually um, was the guy that introduced you. Do, do you know how that happened? Yeah, I'm going to give you the number to the guy that does honors because I was wondering that same thing because we were standing <laughs> backstage. You know, there's like the five of us and then there's the, um, the older older inductees. Uh, I feel bad. I don't know what the official title of uh, the senior. legends inductees. The senior. Yeah. There you go. The senior inductees. Uh, so we're there with like Joe Klecko and then the families of Don Coriel and um, some of the other guys. And uh, the person that's like running the show is talking to us about, okay, somebody's going to announce you and then you're going to walk across the stage and everyone wants to know like who's announcing who. And they're like, oh, it's a surprise. We have somebody special for everyone. And I'm like, oh man, who's it going to be? And I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain like, okay, could it be Browns players? Could it be offense? If it's not a Browns player, which I didn't really know who it would be. Maybe, like you said, maybe Ozzy would be somebody that would do that, but um, I didn't see him there. So I'm like, oh, maybe probably not him. So then I'm thinking, well, maybe it was an offensive lineman. That would make sense. Um, and then I walk out and I'm Brown. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, you're what cool. are you doing here? There's zero connection. Like, you, I didn't even grow up cheering for you. I mean, I grew up a Packer fan. So maybe like have Leroy Butler. I know he's here. Maybe he can introduce me. <laughs> that was an interesting choice. I think that maybe they just ran out of people who were like, all right, who wants to do it? And he was the last one to raise his hand. Well, I know Jim Brown was there. The camera showed him a couple of times. And, and uh, we talked about this on the show. He, he didn't look well. And my guess was maybe it was it was the NFL's intention to have Jim do it. And maybe at the last minute, mm. he just yeah. he didn't. He's, I don't know if you saw him or talked to him at all. But um, we're, we're concerned about his health, obviously, because yeah. I saw him just a short time ago and he looked great. And I was I was yeah. somewhat taken aback at, at his appearance. Yeah, at the Super Bowl, we were in the Brown suite with, with Jim Brown and his family, and mm -hmm. I think it would have been a tough situation for him to do that announcement. So that certainly definitely could be possible. Yeah. Joe, now that you're a Hall of Famer, you know, your people, people, these kids nowadays will start to listen to your words. What advice Not do you have? <laughs> what advice do you have to like the high yeah. school left tackle or a kid mm -hmm. that want to play, you know, offensive line in the NFL? Because you know we got kids that maybe watch this show. We got parents mm -hmm. that watch this show. What's some advice that they can tell their their kids that's playing football? Yeah, I like to tell people if it's important enough for you, you'll find a way to get it done. And that kind of goes for a lot of things in life. And then there's one thing I like to say that I think was stolen from uh, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick and probably, for, uh, you know, Bear Bryant before him and Vince Lombardi before him. And I think it's one of those sayings that has gone through the ages as a, a football coachism. But there's three things that you can do that can separate yourself from your teammates and give you success in football or in life. And that is be on time, 
pay attention and work hard. And if you just keep the focus on those things, you can have success in no matter what you decide to do in life. Good advice. It's, it's uh, great advice. Hey, Phil Taylor's coming in the studio at 1230. That's a large human being. It is a large <laughs> human being. So I, I want, do you have a good Phil Taylor embarrassment story that we can use <laughs> that he has no idea that anyone else knows about? Anything Ooh. that we can use to, you know, sort of just uh, break the yeah, ice with I'm them. trying to think if there's um, a, a story nobody knows. I, I don't know about that, but I do know that uh, me and Hawk on our podcast, the Tomahawk Show, we talked about a fight that we had during practice with Phil Taylor where he ripped Garrett Gilkey's helmet off and beat him over his head with it. And we were talking about it because of uh, there was a fight with Aaron Donald, if you remember, during training camp where he yeah. was like, hitting yeah. helmets. Yeah. And I remember Phil very vehemently denied that he ever hit anybody on the head with a helmet, even though we watched it on the practice table. <laughs> <laughs> well, over. that's the story we're going to get him with. He's still trying to deny it. So you got to ask him. you got to put him on the spot about that. That is absolutely the story we're going to hit him wow. with. Hey, hey sure. Joe, I'm curious. Like we've talked to you about Jedrick Wills before. Obviously, mm-hmm. his play's been inconsistent. I, yeah. I, do you do you worry? Uh, I mean, I don't even know if you want to say this because, but like, I worry that maybe it, following you at that position or any Hall of Famer, you know, that's tough. Like Browns fans, the one thing they're used to getting is great play at left tackle. They, never, they may not be used to getting great play many other places, but they're used to having a, a left tackle that we never worried about. And Jedrick's play is a little more up and down, and I think maybe part of us subconsciously just expect him to be great because you were great, and that's not fair to him. So how do you think he's handling that, and, and do you still have hope for him being a long-term answer at the position? Yeah, I'm not sure how he's handling the criticism because certainly it's out there. Obviously, anybody that pays attention to the media or social media and, you know, understands that he's got his detractors. And and I think a lot of them have reasonable cases because the play has been inconsistent. And the frustrating thing for Browns fans and certainly the team is that you watch him and for stretches of like several games, he'll put together really good performances. And then he has like some really big brain farts. And then he lacks effort in those moments where he feels like he doesn't know exactly what he's supposed to do. So then it just compounds it. It makes it worse. So like, all right, I get it. You didn't know exactly what you're supposed to do on this play. And then you decided to just stand there instead of go hit somebody. Like if you don't know what to do, just go hit somebody. Then you're, you're never going to be wrong. But when you stand there and you get nervous and you kind of go into that shell, it makes it worse. And then I think in the era that we live in right now with social media, people can pull up like clips, right? And put them together and make somebody look either really good or really bad. And so on the whole, I think Jed is a top half of the NFL offensive tackle from a performance standpoint. If you watch some of the frustrating moments and you make a highlight clip of them, it can make it seem like he's worse. He's performing worse than he really is. And so I think it'll be interesting to see what happens this next season because he has definitely shown he has the ability and at times he can put together long stretches of consistency but to become one of the highest paid guys in the nfl which certainly when you become a free agent and you're at a premier position like offensive tackle or pass rusher or quarterback and you're in the prime of your career and you're proving that you're one of the best 10 or 15 guys at that position like you become because the salary cap is always rising one of the highest paid players at your position and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens because unless the play continues to improve consistently 
it'll be a lot of back and forth about like, can you pay a guy at the top of the market that's right. not consistently great? Joe, let me ask you a food question here. I know you love food, even though you've gotten skinny now. We've talked about that. Begrudging uh, me. If you could only, you can't use the oven, you could only use the grill, and you could only have chicken, beef, fish, or pork the rest of your life, you got to take one of the four, only using the grill, what are you choosing? Am I allowed to sous vide and then grill, or does it have to be just straight grill? Uh, 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 no, you can you can have the the extras. Yes, you can have the. You extras. just can't you just can't smoke is what you're saying. Yes, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pork. I would say pork because there's just more parts that okay. you can do different things with, and you can make more people in the family happy. You know, like my kids, they like beef, but they only like certain cuts. Um, but with with and chicken, like sometimes they just won't eat chicken yeah. for whatever reason. But like with pork, you can take any part of that pig and you can cook it uh, on the grill. You can do it a bunch of different uh -huh. ways and it can be tacos. It can be quesadillas. Yeah. I do these things called taco bombs for the kids that they absolutely love. I do like a shredded pork shoulder so you could sous vide it and then oh, finish wow. it on the grill and then shred it. And then you take a, a nonstick pan, you put some shredded cheese in until that starts melting. Then you take a tortilla and you basically like fuse it together oh, and then you flip man. it over. Right. <laughs> and then you put that uh, <laughs> that shredded pork right in the top, and then you put whatever sauce they like. So oh, they chick I'm sauce starving now. So you put a little chick yeah. sauce in there, and then you roll it together so it's like a little mini burrito. Yeah. And then you put the seam down for like Joe. 15 or 20 mm. seconds uh, on the hot pan, and it kind of seals it all together. So it's like this little mini burrito. Then you can cut it like diagonally, Ooh. and it makes it almost like uh, like those, uh, well, those little Asian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. How are you not hosting a cooking oh, show? So I'm getting hungry here. Well, yeah. Oh, man, I should be. When me and Boo do a cooking show, we pulling up on Joe Thomas. We, we got to get Joe. We're going to pull baby. right up there. We're going to have him get us these little burritos or whatever they call it. I'm going to Yeah, baby, little taco bombs. I love them. And, you know, speaking of uh, uh, pork, like if you take the baby back ribs, you can cook them like a, a chicken wing almost. Like the little rib endings, you can actually do like all the seasonings and make it just like a chicken wing. So I think per pork gives you more versatility and more variety. So if you only get one, you go with that. That's a great Making call. Me hungry. I agree. McNuggets is dying to get a question in. Go ahead, Mikey. <laughs> Joe, my man. Congrats. <laughs> By the way, Port Tenderloin so plays like a lot Mike, but it's they, better they and cheaper. I can't write the story of McNuggets without Joe Thomas, and I think when Joe goes to the Hall of Fame, I'm not sure if we can write the Joe Thomas story without McNuggets either. So this is a very special moment for two best friends here. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Okay, my real question, though, Joe. I don't know if anyone's asked you this or if you've given any thought to it, but every player inducted gets their Hall of Fame bust. And I would like to suggest to you, this is less of a question, more of a suggestion. You should be crushing a Great Lakes beer in your bust. Ooh, mm. I don't know if we have hands in our bust. Uh, so it might be like an air drip. <laughs> Somebody's pouring it into our mouth, uh, which might look a little bit funny. Um, but I, I will say that one of the questions I was a little bit caught off guard with when we did meet with the sculptor over the weekend was, do you want to be like fat you or do you want to be like you you right now? Oh, and I didn't wow, realize I got a chance it. to think about it. But I, I did tell him, I'm like, the guy that's in the Hall of Fame, is the chubby kid uh, that showed up from Wisconsin at 315 pounds and played in the NFL. Like this less chubby version of myself uh, should not have a bust in the NFL Hall of Fame because <laughs> I can barely jog down the street. Who asked that? And how could you not be offended by that? Yeah, you <laughs> it was the sculptor. Fat. 
<laughs> it was the sculptor. The sculptor. Did he really? Did yeah. he really say? Do you want to be the fat Joe or the skinny Joe? Well, he didn't. He didn't exactly use those words, but I knew what he meant. <laughs> Joe, Joe, how did you slim down after playing? I need to know. I'm going the other way. Yeah, so uh, exercise, that helps. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, all right. On a serious note, um, I reduced the carb intake, because I was, but I was just so ridiculous in the other direction. I mean, I was eating like a quart of ice cream and a sleeve of Girl Scout cookies every well, night. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I had a little intermittent fasting, and then just picking and choosing, right? Like, pick and choose your moments. Like this past weekend, Add, I think they say add libidum. Just eat whatever you want, whatever you feel like. But then, you know, you got to tighten it back up when you're at home and you're not in those social settings. There you go. That's well, Jay Crawford, Jay Crawford, Jay Crawford just had an ultimate feast at his place. But you know what? The, I, I, I use Joe's. That's exactly what I do. I, I just a, told y'all what it was. I don't have a cheat day a week, I, but I know where they are. You know, I know, like, yeah. I'm hosting a Super Bowl party. Hell yeah, I'm going to yeah. eat like a fool. Yeah, but... Yeah. Now I'm in. I'm back to the hard exercise. Celery. And, what about G? And celery, celery and peanut sticks butter. And I eat healthy. G. What about you? I, no. I've been drinking more water. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting my fluids up, Joe. Just it's all about hydration first. Then you go into it, and, and, and then I'm, I've been you doing. You flushing it out is what you say. Yeah, I've been I've been working. I've been walking upstairs more, and uh, just. So you're been, not heavy. You're just bloated. Uh, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> flushing right now. I'm flushing right now. It's just a healthy mindset, say mm. right to it's first, right? Yeah, you got to get yeah, there yeah. mentally before you get there physically. <laughs> Joe, congratulations, Thanks, Joe. You're there the isn't best. anybody that deserves this more than you. Can't do. wait. Can't wait. We we will Ken's all be, be there in August, and they're not going to have enough room oh my for God. the people that are going <laughs> to want to be That's there fair. for the Hall of Fame induction of Joe Thomas. Joe, you're the Thanks, best. Joe. Thanks, Thanks Joe. man. And no, he don't got free tickets. No, you can't have <laughs> You and Joe The pleasure's mine. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Thanks, man. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Thanks, can best. you imagine that? Would you imagine It's going to be insane. Oh. Yeah. Thousands. <laughs> we have to do a live show. I don't care. I know we have to shut down the studio a day before and a day after. To move our stuff to do it. Well, they won't show. let anybody in from the actual. Well, we gotta ceremony. go to. Can we go to G's house in Canton? We'll do okay. it from G's house in Canton. Because yeah, mm -hmm. we look out your window. We can. That can be the backdrop. <laughs> I think. I think that What's is. What's the a, point of doing that? That's a condemned building. He can see the Hall of Fame now. from his window. <laughs> I he think that's a condemned building. It might be a crack house by now. I don't know. What <laughs> wow. <laughs> I gotta get two things in real quick. So Seventy-five percent of people are riding with your bet tonight Good. of over four and a half assists. Good. For Donovan Mitchell. And uh, while we're on the topic, let's tell you what the internet's saying about that interview with Joe Thomas it's because he truly is one of a kind, our favorite, yeah. uh, one of our favorite guests. And it's brought to us what the internet says. I got four hands here. Can I move this and talk? Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 <laughs> and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at Precast dot com slash careers to learn more uh, everyone says they love joe some people in the chat said they were crying when he talked about making browns fans proud and he was real, getting a little he was emotion. choked up he yeah. was getting choked up as well yeah and that was also awesome. uh, a lot of responses to my question about the bust whether it's helmet no helmet as we right. got phil taylor walking in here the question is beard or no beard mm. we, we i think beard joe. i think by beard. the way if you want to have him drinking beer in the bust Maybe he could wear one of those beer drinking helmets instead oh, of yeah. a helmet, you know with what the, I mean? With the things oh, on the, the side. straws coming down. Slasher yeah. Yeah. SpongeBob. Yeah. I thought overall it was a great interview, except for 
McNuggets, you got real awkward there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, hey, hey Joe. Joe, my man. <laughs> well, I didn't. Right, oh, right, I, 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 that's that line that they dropped when they're about to ask for some wait, money. Wait, wait, wait. My I do man. I texted Joe yesterday to send him the link. And <laughs> your man. Awesome. My guy, Joe. Yeah. My man. My Is man. he still your voicemail? No, it's not my voicemail, but I don't know if you guys can see this. His picture automatically updated in my phone. Like, contact image, it suggested, would you like to update right. the contact image? Yeah. He had no contact image before. So I assume if you're a Hall of Fame or Verizon or whatever, just knows. So I assumed it'd be him in his suit, like, at the Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. It's a picture of Joe absolutely pancaking someone on the Steelers. <laughs> Good. I don't know who it is. I don't know. I meant to ask Bro. Joe. I actually blanked in my question. I meant to ask yeah. him if he chose. I don't know if y'all can see this. No, yeah. Don't show his phone pay. number. That's oh, a, yeah. No, you can't see the number in that. Don't worry. That's you a file. You see, I don't care if they updated it or not. You can't have another grown man's picture. It didn't give up. you a choice. It just it put it in here, and it's Joe Thomas. We got Phil Taylor. We walked in a sec. Director Steve, it's not a picture of Joe Thomas just pancaking a Stealer. Does we believe know, you, Mike. Does Steve know what pancaking <laughs> is? is? Hey, Steve, do you know what pancake is in football? Fools, like, we doesn't know what a pancake is. Steve has no idea what a pancake yeah, no is. Idea. Steve, he was talking close. about breakfast. <laughs> we are not talking about breakfast. Also, just a reminder to everybody, for $1.99 a month, where's my clicker? I lost the clicker. PCC's going to stay You're for this. You're a disaster back there. <laughs> he got, well, I got, I got Listen, we got my man Phil Taylor about to come in. I know he you is, said that three times. Right. Right. <laughs> my clicker. This is usually Anthony for $1.99 a month to become a Starters tier member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We get some loyalty badges, custom emojis, and member-only community posts. For $4.99 a month, you become a Coaches tier member. That's all the same starter tier perks. Overtime videos, member shout-outs for tonight's Cavs. First Sixers game, Jason Lloyd will be texting, sending out uh, updates and some fun fact tidbits throughout the game. So make sure you guys tune in, join for that. Super cool. I found the clicker, so we're going to drop PCC. And we know uh, Phil Taylor's with us now. Phil Taylor does a podcast for BetJack, so guess what we're going to do? Because I'm a genius. We're going to promo this whole interview <laughs> wow. to us by BetJack, which is the ultimate sportsbook in Cleveland. BetJack, it is live now. Get in on all the game action. Download the BetJack app today, so you'll be ready to go. For your parlays, over-unders, anything you want, Betjack has its Ohio Sportsbook. Nice. And now joining us. Hold on. Here he is. Wait a minute. Tackle, Hold on. He came Phil out. Let me, let me yeah, pull mine gonna... out. He pulled yeah. his jury out. Let me pull my little. Come on, man. You look like a starter kit. You look like the starter kit. You got this. This dude. my jury out. Phil Taylor is officially the first person to ever sit in that chair that doesn't look small in that chair. Usually we put people in that chair, they look tiny. But you don't. Appreciate it. Phil, why, why, you know, what's really cool is you still live in Cleveland. Yeah. A lot of players leave here and they don't live in Cleveland. Yeah, I I loved it here since I got here. You know, so, uh, you know, I met my, my wife here. You know, we started our family here, so we call it home. Here for good, huh? Yeah. We've got a lot to talk to you about, but um, we want to talk to you. We were just we just had Joe Thomas on, and he said, hey, listen, you got to ask him about the time he took off his helmet and hit a man during practice. And he said, you're gonna deny it. He said you are going to deny it, but he said he saw it with his own eyes. Nah, I, 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 even, I even put up the film on Twitter if you guys go back and look at it. It was against my uh, my good friend Gilkey, Gary Gilkey. That's what he said. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I took my. I hit him with my fist, man. My, I know my fist probably looked big on film. But, uh, <laughs> it was, not it was my fist, man. It was my fist. Yeah. Yeah. Joe said you were gonna deny it, yeah. but yeah, now yeah, we gotta yeah. find it. Is it on your Twitter feed? 
Yeah, I think because we were talking about it, it was sometime last year. Him and uh, him and Hawk was talking about it. I had, to, I had to back up my claim. <laughs> See, yeah. now what, what's the most annoying? See, I used to play D line. What's the most annoying thing like that would make you want to fight an offensive lineman? Yeah, I got like know. I don't <laughs> like when they I don't like when they keep going and then they try. When to you already on. beat them and yeah. they push you in your back just mm. just because. Was this training yeah. camp? Uh, maybe, yeah, because that's when we get in all the. That's what I was saying. Training, training camp is what the during the season, time. everybody cool. Training yeah. camp, you you, you try to looking at everybody. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they be doing little dirty sneaky. And stuff. we got the clip, by the way, Phil. Oh, we got it. It's sideways. What oh, tag board? Don't do me dirty now. Well, I guess we don't have it. Wait, <laughs> well, we fade to black. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, oh, let me get Okay, tag board's messing up. Uh, you don't have your problem problems like this at your podcast, do you? No. I mean, we ain't got the pop up like that. Yeah. We, we just keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> Phil, what, what, simple. what did you take when Joe got in the Hall of Fame? Well deserved. You know, a lot of people were, you know, giving Grife about, you know, he got in before these other people. But if you look at his accolades and the fact that he went 10,000 straight snaps without missing the game, you can't say a lot of people have done that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you, you gotta give uh, credit when it's due, and he is well deserved. What do you miss most about not playing? The if games, anything. the games, the yeah. locker room. You know, just being around the guys. I don't really miss the preparation too much. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. <laughs> did y'all, they did, y'all, did the, the Browns have conditioning tests? Uh, yeah, we did. Did you? It was one of them shits. I hate. I don't know who it was. It ain't last that long. But <laughs> so you was able. To, you was good. It was one. We had to run twenty forties, right? Twenty forties. That is a lot. And then he was like, he was like, he was like, you got to run them in six seconds. I'm like, I ran five flat to get here. So you said I got to run nineteen more? Yeah, I mean, jeez. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Crazy. Oh my I ain't paid too many attention to that. Man, get me to the field. What did you think of the What did you think of the Browns' defensive line this past season? Inconsistent. They need a They need a leader up up front in the in the interior, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I felt like it, it was it was tough watching as a defensive tackle. Right. It, was, it was tough. Kill it was me. tough, but uh, you know, being a Brown and uh, not having that fight, you know, and that dog inside that interior D line mm. is, is a problem, and we gotta we gotta address that this season early. I said, yeah. That. Hey, yeah. we have the videos. Let's see. Uh, let's see <laughs> the actual video in question. The Zapruder film. We gotta turn to the side. All right. Was about to get I don't work. See, oh, 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 oh. yeah, there fist. was definitely no helmet in your hand. Yeah, my helmet was on. What well, was on was your that? head? Yeah, what he had his helmet off. Do we know what year that was? Do you remember? Uh, Miles Austin was in the film, so uh, when I, yeah, that was Jason Pinkston. Oh, yeah, wow. that was, yeah, that was. Oh, wow, that's that like might have been 13, twelve or thirteen. 13, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so I was there for that trick. Um, yeah, Jason P- Jason Pinkston still lives in the area too, doesn't he? Pittsburgh. Well, he's down in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, we can't yeah. talk to him no more. That's right. Oh, nah, he, he's still Browns. He's still great. Yeah. I gotta ask you. See, I gotta get to. I gotta get to the real. I gotta get to some street questions. Now I asked. <laughs> no, I gotta. Like, I gotta. I thought Tyvis would go there first. No, I'm going. We ain't worried about none of that. Now I asked Tyvis the same thing. I asked every NFL player, right? When you, you know, saying like when you you got your first check, what's the dumbest thing you bought? Mm. The dumbest thing? Like, you'd be like, man, I ain't even need that, man. Or or you'd be like, I wanted it at the time, and it just really wouldn't jump in. I, I don't know. I mean, 
I ain't really go crazy. I, I I made sure I got you know what I'm saying my parents a house. That was the first thing, really. Okay, that's but, awesome. Uh, Smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ended up getting a place in the same uh, the same condo building where Joe lived at. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for see, I asked Braylon Edwards this question, right? Braylon was like, "Yeah, I got the Phantom off top." I said, "The first year you got the Phantom? Did, did what was my, your first car? <laughs> my first car was a Range Rover." Well, the first, so when I got my sign about $12,000 sign, you were the first round pick. No, $12,000 undrafted. What happened with the money? I told McNuggets this. What happened was we was out on some jet skis. Those OTAs, you know, I came in OTAs. It's like, yeah, man, let's go out and celebrate. Let's go get on the jet skis. Like, man, I ain't never rode no jet skis before. So we get out there on the water in Seattle. It's beautiful because you like your practice. The water yeah, is right there. It. Beautiful. Get on the jet skis. We sitting in the middle of the the, oh, the lake or whatever the heck it is, and we just talking. But like, you know, jet skis drift on the water. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mine's drifted and hit the dude, one of the other DBs, and it put a hole in it. <laughs> so. My $12,000 went to replace the Jets. Was this guy who was it somebody? Wait a second. Was it somebody who already hey, coach, made a lot of money? No, he was undrafted with me. <laughs> was another guy like yeah, you. Yeah, we were both undrafted. Yeah. Yeah. Could Richard Sherman have paid for all He could have. Come on. Sherman looked out. He gave me a little bit of the money back. All right. Shout out to you, Sherman. He gave me a little bit of the money back. But yeah, yeah. So, But the first vehicle I bought was a Challenger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's yeah, great too. Yeah, listen, I had one of them they repoed it, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you got the y'all, knock, y'all, y'all you got the knock got on the door. They got they got me too, Jay. They came up. It was crazy. I'm like, man, I was hiding it at Walmart. I was like, you know, I'm like, you ain't never gonna find this. I'm putting this in my brother's crib. It's like you ain't never man. Oh, they go they go find they it. Gonna find they gonna find it. I was thinking about it. I was bored. I'm like, man, I might give me a tow truck and start repoing. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, you, man, you I can't might put... be the most intimidating repo man. <laughs> oh, that could be a reality. People show. crazy though. That's man. true. Phil Taylor, the repo man. That would be oh, great. Yeah, that sure. would make a lot of money. That would be a good show. I would watch. We got to put that on the list. Yeah, I would Phil Taylor, repo that. man. Because yeah. if he comes or a down, bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Bounty hunter. Phil Taylor, bounty hunt. Oh yeah. McNuggets and Taylor. Phil, what's your what's your favorite moment from playing with the Browns? My favorite moment, uh, I would say when we uh, when we beat Pittsburgh at home and we had like nine turnovers. I know Big Ben wasn't playing. I think I think Charlie Batch. Oh. I think he was playing that game, but we was tearing them up. And yeah. they were, we were just out there having fun. Had nine takeaways on defense. Yeah. Whoo! Yeah. We, had, we had nine in the last two And they still only won by a point. Probably. No. <laughs> 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 hey, a win hey, is a win. You know what? You, you can say Big Ben didn't play, but the Browns quarterbacks were all basically Charlie Batch for a decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, say no. He can't confirm or deny. He just gave I'm me riding with whoever we got out there. Now, what I'm do you think about Deshaun Watson? What, do you think he's going to bounce back this year? Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, he missed two years. Yeah. You know, he, he did better than what we, what I expected, you know, after missing two years. And, uh, you know, Jacoby as well. He did better than everybody expected in the first 11 games. He so, did. Played I, think, I think he'll, be, he'll bounce back. Now, explain to people, because me and Jay talked about it. You know, we didn't have knee injuries. I went and tore ACLs. I tore oh, my yeah, I tore my quad off the bone, all that. Oh. A lot of people oh don't know. God. Usually when you're a first-round draft <laughs> pick, you, you gon' get. A couple more contracts. You're gonna play a longer period of time. 
a lot of people may not know, like you got injured. Tell us how you got injured and how that ended up being almost career ending where, you know, a lot of people was like, yo, what happened to Phil Taylor? Like what happened to, with big homies? So what, 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 what with that? It was uh, my first injury in the league was my pec. You know, I, uh, that happened May of, I want to say 12. And I came back, I missed the first eight games and then but my knee injury, I missed uh, like three weeks. And I was still having a problem with it. So I told, you know, our team doctors at the time, they didn't really quite know. So I was like, all right, can, can I get a second opinion? So I went down to Dr. Andrews, got a second opinion, and he knew right away what it was. He was like, in like 40, 50 years of doing this, I've seen maybe two or three and all about gymnastics people. So basically, it was some of my meniscus or whatever. So long story short, rehabbed that whole uh, year, came back, camp. Uh, didn't do as well, still having problems with it. That's when we had drafted Shelton and stuff that year. And I, I felt like I already seen it, seen it coming. So, you know, they're running Danny with the ones. I'm still helping them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the guy to sit there and, oh, they're taking me out from the ones. I'm still, you know, showing love. And they end up releasing me, sat out that year rehabbing and stuff, signed the Futures with uh, Denver. That didn't go well. And it was, it was basically the same knee. So, basically, I got two surgeries within a month. Because uh, the, the doctors we had at first, I guess they didn't look all the way and see the real problem. So they rehabbed me back in three weeks after that and, and basically made me play again and was still messed up. So, I mean, it, the injuries did hurt. And then uh, when I got to Washington, I was like fully back. You know, I was finally getting over this knee. And then the third preseason game, they named me the starter and then tore my quad. And it was like, I was like that had Damn. to be a picnic tearing the quad off. Man. The it was it was more like physically coming back from him. I was I was good at physically coming back from him. It was just a mental toll. Just keep coming yeah, back yeah, from the injury. We, yeah, the we've mental. talked about that. It's, yeah, it's it sucked. Really it tough. sucked. And uh, my wife saw it. And then after I we then came back from the quad and then freaking I ain't gonna say the, the head coach name when I was in Washington, but training camp ones versus ones. He got O O line and D line. We doing goal line period, and he allows cutting. Oh, he. And then I got an MCL. Oh like that, my so. God! What? Yeah. That's, that's why. They, that's why they got rules for y'all now. That's why y'all can't handle contact. Y'all was doing too much. It, it's crazy, uh, man. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling I know which end coach that was. <laughs> um, you, you went to Penn State originally, then transferred to yeah. Baylor. You went um, to Penn State? Yes, sir. Yeah, why, I why, know. Why not O State? I had a, I had a, he had a, he had a okay, so why not? Fickle recruited me out of. You should have took it. It went ahead, and, you know. <laughs> 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 Just say the recruiting visit now. No, my my D line, my D line coach out there with y'all now. Oh, uh, Larry Johnson. Oh, that was your coach. Yeah, he was at Penn State. Yeah, At what point did you know I'm going to play in the NFL? To be honest, like midway through college, like so at Penn State or at Baylor, probably Baylor. Yeah, you figured wow. out Penn State. I was young, dumb, you know, enjoying the life, enjoying it, and then uh, <laughs> transferred down to Baylor, man. And Coach Kaz Gazzotti, the strength and conditioning coach there, he's now in at TCU, and uh, yeah, he just put me on a different game plan and then I was like, oh, okay. So you could yeah, get yourself then, stronger. Then I was going against, remember Jason Smith, the guy, he went second overall yeah, out of yeah, Baylor, yeah. Baylor and I was going to get, like my uh, redshirt year down there, 
you know, everybody don't know. I, they was like, oh, we just getting a transfer from Penn State. And I'm going down there and I'm, you know what I'm saying, killing them in practice and stuff like that. He's supposed to be number two overall. So I'm like, oh, shit, this might not be that bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, going from Penn State to spread down to Texas, it was different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't change my route for anything. How, how You got to see it up close, man. One of the coldest to put the jersey on. And every time I talk about this, man, it hurts my heart. Mm. You you saw Josh Gordon up close. Oh, Josh Gordon. How cold <laughs> was Josh Gordon? Like just being able to see him up front. Did he ever do something in practice or do something? You'd be like, how how you, how you get that off? A lot of people don't know Josh like I know. He he's a super intelligent person. And the first time I met him at Baylor, you know how big he is when he was in the Browns uniform. Yeah. That's how big he was the first time I met him at Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where did y'all find this grown man at? Yeah. Like, fully tatted, everything. And, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be something. You know, and it sucks things went the way it went. But uh, he's out in Seattle now with the Sea Dragons XFL. So, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, that that goes well. Man, he, I mean, you think about it, he had a 1,700-yard season. <clears throat> And then he played play 14 now, games. They, they didn't change the rule. Right. Uh, with with bad quarterback that. play. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, He man. was a freak. Yeah. I mean, just a freak of freaks. And I ain't going to lie, bro. I mean, most of it was for marijuana. It's insane. It's, it's insane. And now yeah, it, it, it ain't even. And you legal. can't get in trouble for that now. It's legal. Said, they let it yeah. out. Let it like, out. Now, it's good. crazy. He came like, along 15 years too, too soon. Yeah. If he so played crazy. now. Oh, he played well, that's how, I feel about yeah, yeah. how much of a distraction do you think all that was? I mean, obviously, you're on again, you're off again. He was probably constantly concerned about getting popped. Um, how could he have been if he had no restrictions and just I went out there? I don't think necessarily it was Josh. It was just his surroundings. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to – I wasn't the, the big guy to always have the, you know, the big entourage. You know what I mean? I, right. I kind of keep my circle small. And, and that was the, one of the main things, just, you know, he, he's just being just a good guy and, you know, just having the wrong people around him sometimes, you know, kind of got the best of him. But, Can you tell a teammate? Because I know that Johnny Manziel, when he came here, he had the same situation. And we, when yeah. we had Joe on before. Joe Thomas has been on with us other times. He tried to, to, to talk to him, but... Sometimes these guys just you can't get to them. You can't. You can't. You can only. You can only say. You can only say so much. You know what I mean. At the end of the day, you know. It's up to them. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's it's tough. You know, because you always want all your teammates to be you know 100 percent, and you gotta. At the end of the day, you gotta let some things let things you know play out how they play out. Phil, I gotta ask you about another teammate who, fortunately, is okay now, but. From my perspective, as a, as a media member that covered him, he seemed kind of crazy, and that was Peyton Hillis. Well, I mean, I know you played defense, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know how much interaction you had that with him. Was, uh, my, was he? It's kind of a blank slate with him because it was like I think he was just around like my rookie year. Yeah, right. He he obviously he called my name during draft night, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was cool. You know, it was it was a little different, like the whole little like him missing the game and the wedding. And right. All that. I didn't really know. We just know he wasn't there. Yeah. So like we didn't really know all the details or right. anything like that. So I mean, I'm glad he's good though. I heard about the little incident yeah, or whatever, yeah. but I'm glad I'm glad he's good. Who told though. the story about about him hitting a deer or something and he just 
picked it up and threw it in the trunk of his car somebody, and then went to practice. Was that Joe that told us that? It may have been Joe Thomas. <laughs> One of the, your former teammates. Was wrong? It was cold out. He was fine. He hit the yeah, deer <laughs> and he picked <laughs> it up and put it in his trunk. And took it to practice. And took it to practice. And when he got there and was telling guys about it like it was just a normal thing, he's like, yeah, man, I had a, I had a deer on the way in. I put him in my trunk. <laughs> Jaquel told us that, by the way. Well, it was Jaquel. You're right. So these are for uh, true or false. It's a game we play every Wednesday. Tyvis thinks he's the best at it. He's not. Eight-time champ. He's been very lucky. Eight-time Eight time champ. It's a guessing game, get, essentially. The belt is on the line. By the <laughs> way, you got it. You got a good DeQuell story, by the way? DeQuell? Yeah, we tell us, DeQuell. A, tell us he, about DeQuell. He comes on with us every week. We love him. DeQuell, Other than the fact that he's bald. He oh, the, fir- the first time uh, the D-line, we got him, uh, we let him smell our little smelling sauce before the game. We, you know the little ammonia pack? Yeah. We had about 20, 30 of them joints in like a, like a, uh, cup. Like a uh, water bottle. Yeah. And oh, he, he really know. Like, he like. <laughs> oh, y'all dirty. Oh, he hit that joint, <laughs> fell over in his chair, <laughs> in the locker room. I mean, you better chill out. Hey, when your, when your like, arms go God. limp to the side, and the oh, yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. He had a great game that day, though. <laughs> Hey, we will cut that and play that for DeQuell. Oh, oh, now, now, well. now we know why DeQuell is bald. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he got so many tackles. That's fantastic. So, Phil, essentially, I'm going to read you a question. If you think it's true, you write true. If you think it's false, you write false. Earl, you're going to keep score because Anthony's not here. we got nine minutes, eight questions. We're going to fly through this. Right. Go. Who's the player? It is Kevin Stefanski. Kevin oh, wow. He's a coach. Okay. True or false? Kevin Stefanski is the 17th head coach. Cleveland Browns history. I have no idea. In the history, this before '99 or more? No, yeah, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Oh, like even like the old Browns. Ever, yeah, yes. the old Browns. <laughs> they haven't had 17 Did since '99. Yeah. Well, close to it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a lot, but it ain't that many. Yeah, this is out of here, liars. All right. False. Everybody's got false True. except Tyvis. False, false, false. Tyvis says true, and Tyvis, you are off to a terrible start, my friend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It is. He's the 18th. The 18th. 18th. Well, look at you. You're a tricky dude, bro. Yeah, Mike, he's always up in these shady yeah, I thought that was going to be like 20s. Though. Yeah, I thought it was, too. Question number two. Kevin Stefanski was a two-time All-Ivy League selection at defensive back while playing at the University of Penn. Who played DB? I think he did. His hips don't lie, bro. Man, go on with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you yeah, know what? Secured only two that can But say this that. might be Andrew Berry's stats, though. <laughs> false. False. True. False. True. False. Two of y'all are right. Three of y'all are wrong. It is true. Damn. Oh. out to a 2-1 lead. He was a two-time All Ivy League selection at defensive back. That is man. true, man. I, I got I got mad respect for him now. <laughs> big Phil, Big Phil taking up double teams for me. I'm coming free. I'm clean right now. Question number three: Kevin's father, Ed Stefanski, was a tenth-round pick in the 1976 NBA draft. True or false? I'll read it one more time. Kevin's father, Ed. It was actually the 1975 draft. In the 1976 NBA draft. He plays those games where two-thirds of the statement's true, but not (laughs) Yeah, like. False. Bull says true. I think I heard this. G says true. Tyvis says true. Big Phil says false. And G's three for three. That is true. I thought I heard that that statement is true. Come on, man. And G Bush. 
Fuck it, Coming out with vengeance. Man, listen, they, you, can't, you can't block me with fullbacks. Fullbacks, no chip and tight ends. three. Bull and Tyvis have two. I'm trying to go. Bill and Jay have I'm one. trying to go Phil, for the three. I'm going for the three peat today. G, you are the Phil Mickelson of this game. I am. I'm the second. I'm always second finishing second. This hey, is what happens when you second. have two dominant defensive tackles playing side <laughs> by side. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. for sure. Question number four. Stefanski has a bachelor's degree in mathematics from Penn. Nah. He probably True or false? He's an nah, analytics fam. guy. Nope. He slid the math in there because he of analytics. Stop it. <laughs> Everybody's got false except, except for Phil. Phil. See, I can't even blame Phil because he doesn't know my tricks, but y'all read me like a book there. It is yeah. false. Yeah. <laughs> he got a degree in communications. <laughs> nah. Hey, he did? Yeah. He did get a degree in communications. Man, he put that to you, Shad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he Coach, what went wrong? I'm learning as well, we go. Obviously, <laughs> like, obviously we didn't dog. do uh, what Don't we need to do. We off it's We've got to get better, and we will. Question number five. Jesus. Kevin Stefanski was the first Browns coach to win the NFL's Coach of the Year award since Forrest Gregg with two Gs. Forrest Gregg? I've never heard of him. And I played. I played. Uh, <laughs> never heard of him. You ain't going to hit me with the – I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Like. But I think Forrest Gregg? is false. You don't remember Forrest Gregg? I'm Everyone the only one with false, but Bull and Bull standing on an island. It's time to celebrate Bull. That is true. And Bull has yes. tied I thought, G. I thought Schottenheimer won that. He did not. Forrest Gregg. Wow. Last G and I are tied. How many four piece. Yeah, yes, sir. Do. That is right. Dang. Mm. Next. That was my shot. That was your shot. You're done, Stefanski's <laughs> favorite movie. <laughs> Is Goodwill Hunting? Man, that has to be no, no. He can't. He cannot like the movie about the proto genius because he thinks he's a genius. This has to be false. As, this is as you put true. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think this is. I think this is one of the ones that Mike is trying to double trick. Us. Right. Make it's us a think double, it's a trick, it's a but it's trick. not. So I'm Bull going says true. True. Tyvis says false. True. False. And true. <laughs> How do you like them apples? The answer, though, is false. Oh, yeah. That means Tyvis and G got the right answer. G is now taking the lead. I read the screen, McNuggets. How many more we got? I retraced my steps. Two more. I need these two. All right, go ahead. Question number seven. I need to start over. So do I, Phil. McNuggets share a birthday. True or false? Hell, if that was true, <laughs> we would have been doing that every single day. Every day. That's we definitely would know false. That. I feel like we would definitely know that. Come on now. False, false, false. Bull. Damn it, Bull, you're right. Me and Stefanski do share a birthday. Yeah! Have you never day? talked about this? I know until yesterday looking these uh, up. Why would you know a current uh, birthday? Wow. Did not know until yesterday. One of the standings were one to go. You are tied with G. I share a birthday with Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be a good show. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Bill and Jackie. Last question. Does anybody else have a chance to catch us or no? Tyvis is no. one behind. Yes, okay. Tyvis oh, is one behind, okay. so Tyvis can catch Phil up. Phil and I are like... We have yeah. one right. Yep. <laughs> Last question. Somebody go say. Stefanski coached quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends during his tenure with the Vikings. True or false? Incorrect. We have two minutes. Bull and G both say true. Tyvis says false. Phil. I gotta go false. <laughs> no the issue it. is our two leaders tied. It is true. Yes. Which means we need a. Tiebreaker in overtime? Now, 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 you know what the chat is saying? The chat is saying G. Bush will always find a way to come and second. <laughs> you know what? It's Bull and G are tied, yes. right? We got a minute. You got to go. 
Okay. Oh well. Look, you gotta be more prepared. It's gotta be a, not a true or false question. This what year was Kevin Stefanski born? Mm. Write it down. We got good less question. than 60 seconds. That is gonna a go really quick. good Closest question. One. This is like Final Jeopardy. The song is playing. We got 30 seconds. Gee, I got 1980. Did you say 1980 as well? Yes. <laughs> How y'all both? That's the right answer. How y'all both say that? <laughs> we both got it. Uh, Don't be cheating, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's Stefanski? How many kids does Stefanski have? Quick. 15 seconds. <laughs> He's got three kids. Damn it. What's his wife's name? What? What's 10 seconds. Name? What's the Overtime. Break the time over. Phil, thanks. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, we great job. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I say we just have co-champ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you, yeah. You, how tall is he? 6'1 and 3 quarters. Oh, my God. You got it. Hey, we <laughs>